we lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and with me in this garden is Kirsty Logan. <laughs> we are outside. I've also just found out that there's a fly in my coffee. There's a fly in my coffee, <laughs> dear Kirsty. There was a fucking cat in my coffee earlier. The cat just literally walked How through my coffee. How big is your coffee cup? <laughs> it was this cup. He just put his whole leg in it and then took his whole leg out again. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? That is cheeky. It is. What a minx. What are we doing? We are uh, doing the... <laughs> what, what had you called them? The or, not Audio d'oeuvres. Audio d'oeuvres. We're doing our audio d'oeuvres of the season seven pre-Halloween countdown mini episodes. 13 from, Martells of Horror. Yep. That's what we're doing. And we're on number nine. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's nearly Halloween. I can't wait. I mean, it's Halloween every day for me, but you know. Yeah. Every day of all year. Every well. day is Halloween, so I'm in a very good mood today. Yeah, I you are. I know, it's weird, isn't it? I shouldn't be. There's <laughs> no reason. It unsettles me every time. I'll switch it off again. <laughs> it unsettles you, thanks. <laughs> Your smile, so sinister. <laughs> so today we're talking about J.R.E. Ponsford by Graham Masterton. Who is the estate agent horror guy. Yeah, we did in season six, wasn't it? We did one of his, which was in Point Horror Unleashed, which is the British ones. And, I mean... Estate agents are evil, and <laughs> so it does make me think that he's got a grip on like what real horror is. Someone did get eaten by a wall in that book, which was quite horrible. Yeah, it was a good combination of a very bland admin and really quite bizarre horror. I quite like admin horror, do you know? Have you seen Shin Godzilla? No. You need to watch it, okay? because it's so bureaucratic. Like, have you seen any Godzilla film? Uh. I saw a terrible Hollywood one. Oh yeah, the 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 one with the guy and he's completely bland, the main guy. I mean, I've or it's fallen out of my head completely. And it's very briefly got the guy from Breaking Bad in it. I don't know. Okay. It's honestly completely fallen out of my head. And I have seen it's not Godzilla, it was some other kind of giant monster film. Mothra? No, it was quite it was from like the 90s, I think. Anyway, never mind. This is fascinating content, I'm sure. You should watch the Japanese ones because they're brilliant. But the newest Japanese one, not only is it brilliant in all the ways that like Godzilla is usually brilliant, it's just so much about admin and like how admin would be the main response of everyone. And it's so brilliant. It would be. I, I want to watch it again. I like though. it. I like admin horror, like stuff that's set in offices and things. Because we've all had those kind of jobs and they were horrible. It's so office Horrible. But then it's like, what would happen if there was loads of red tape around everything, but then there was also a giant monster coming for you. Which is what ha- would happen. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, we've done the typical teenage screen thing where we say what we're <laughs> going to talk about and then we talk about something else for 20 minutes. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, back to it. Uh, it will steer us back. J.R.E. Ponsford is a horror story set at a private boys' school. Can I shock you? Horrible. The end. Bye. <laughs> I like it. this. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, I think it's weird. quite particularly at the end. It's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like that's a good idea because I've not been to a private boys' school, but it sounds horrendous. Knowing the people that come out of them, there's got to be some terror within those walls. Also, knowing people who've been to them, nobody's got a nice thing to say about them. Mm-hmm. Like my stepdad went to one and remains permanently scarred by it. My cousin <laughs> went to one and left because he hated it so much. 
the only thing I've ever heard people say about them is uh, this is why politicians are also fucked up. Yeah. So good idea to set a story there. <laughs> nice one, Graham Masterton. Um, <laughs> I actually think it's it is scary at points. I actually thought this generally was quite sad, quite a sad yeah. story. So here's what it's about. It's about a boy called Kieran who is from a poor background in Ireland and other boys at the school don't like him because uh, they're cockknockers, essentially. Yep. Um, and I would happily throw them all in the sea. Yeah, agreed. Yep. My friend's version of that is throw them in the wood chipper, which I also like. Oh, hello. It's a bit more aggressive. Yeah. Sometimes the sea isn't enough. They need <laughs> yeah. the wood chipper. Sometimes the sea is calm and that's not what you want. <laughs> the sea's too pretty. Wood chipper it is. So in case you have not been to private boys' school, here's some words that you might wish to know. Eka means any kind of games. <laughs> no, that means ecky. That I means mean, it does. <laughs> that means pills. In this story, this is what it means. <laughs> ducker means swimming. And weirdly, short ducker means a cross-country run. Now, I googled these because I've got Google and too much free time. They are from Harrow, oh. specifically. The school is not named in the story, but those terms are used at Harrow, apparently, so Google tells me. Harrow costs... £41,775 a year. That's more than I fucking earn. Who loves their child that much? (laughs) I've never loved anyone for 40 grand. (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway. I I can't imagine having that much... One, I can't imagine having that much money. (laughs) That you can afford to spend that just on your child's education every fucking year. You can get it for free. You can get education. I got mine for free up to, you know, university. I mean, it's free at the point of use. You pay for it. Well, yeah, sure. Well, I didn't. Have I? Would I have paid now in taxes? Your parents paid for it, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose now I would have paid in taxes what would cover my schooling, maybe. But I had a fine education. Oh. And we weren't paying for it once. My parents would have never, one, been able to, or two, even if they could have, they fucking wouldn't. I have to say, I've got as good a career as my cousin who went to private school. Yeah. So I guess it just depends it's not on a good the person return. and what you want to do. But then, you would, you know, you're not prime minister, so. No, and I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone who I've written in my notes as Marker, can that be his name? Let's go with it. If I had an autocorrect mishap. <laughs> Marker, I like it. <laughs> I had an issue recently that um, Annie, my wife, was getting ready and I was like running around the flat trying to get ready and she texted me, I'm just in the car, come down when you're ready. And I was running around so I did this text, the speech to text thing mm. and I said, um, yes, two sex. And it, yes to <laughs> it sex. wrote yes to sex. <laughs> she was like, no time. <laughs> You'll have to come down quicker. Exactly. <laughs> maybe we can stop on the way. So Marker, maybe? Mm. The head boy invites Kieran to, quote, a house knockabout in the nets. <laughs> BDSM? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, it is Marker. Oh, okay. Let's check. Well, that's a stupid name. At like, posh schools, you've always got to put ER on the end of everything. His name's just probably Mark. Yeah. They're going to Heather Ecker on the Dunker. Heather Ecker. Heather <laughs> Maybe my name's just Heath and I went to a posh school. <laughs> Maybe it is. The other boys are poshos. Yeah. And here's how you know they send their letters home not to house numbers, but to house names. That's how you know you're posh. Or you live in the middle of nowhere. Maybe. Like, my best friend doesn't have a house number. I remember having a pen pal when I was a kid who lived in a place that was so remote that I had to put, when you address the envelope, you put by the name of the other place. So it wasn't even the name of the town, it was like, by this other town. 
go here, say somebody's name, Carry on you'll find bit. them, it's fine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Generally, I would think someone was posh if their house had a name mm-hmm. rather than a number. Um, they laugh at Kieran's homemade cricket jumper and his sports bag, which is a Tesco plastic bag rather than some brand name duffel. And then they beat him up. Are you excited for them to die horribly? Yes, please. Well, just wait, because they're going <laughs> to... Wait, so... Oh, he's got a scholarship. That's why he's there. Yeah, that's why he's there. You can get really cheap backpacks. I feel like sending your kid with a plastic bag. I guess he's really poor. I guess really poor, yeah. So Kieran, not surprisingly, has a really horrible time. He gets obsessed with J.R.E. Ponsford, who is this old golden boy of the school whose trophies are in a glass case. He was like the cricket champion and everybody loved him. So he gets really obsessed and thinks, I wish he was my friend. That's what I mean. It is a really sad story. And so Mm -hmm. he writes home to his mum that Ponsford is his friend, his best friend. He protects him from the mean boys. Um, and it's okay, he can stay at Ponsford's for Christmas. And his mum writes back that she's really relieved, although she'll miss him because she can't afford his plane ticket. I know, isn't that sad? It's so heartbreaking. Mm. I feel so sad for him. Um, he spends the whole time, the whole Christmas holidays, in the cricket pavilion, hiding, eating drifters and crunchies, <laughs> which I was like, oh, childhood flashback. I Do mean, you, it would be get great drifters? in a way. In a way. I mean, no, I don't think you get drifters anymore. It would be lonely. What did David say about like the... What's, what's the the more substantive version of the twirl? Uh, no, it's like twirl. A, We're talking about a twirl. Spy, a spy... No, a spirograph is something else. No, was there something there was else a spira. called a spira? Yeah, is that was that really right? delicious. That doesn't sound right. I think it is. Okay. Don't make me Google it. <laughs> but David, David referred to a um, twist as like a business flake. Ooh, <laughs> nice. You're only allowed to eat a flake in the bath. Oh, right. the advert. Don't you remember that? Dame advert? Barbara Cartland. <laughs> right? When I've run out of bonbons, I just have a flake in the bath. Um, so he also is, when he's in the cricket pavilion, he reads up on this thing that seems to be real, as in I googled it and it came up in the Google search, about this Aboriginal Australian practice of recalling warriors from the dead to protect you. Okay. I looked this up and other things did come up, so it seems to be a real kind of belief or oh, I thought it thing. was just a random racism but apparently not okay um, unless other people have done the same term for <laughs> random racism um, so then when everyone's back from their holidays they're in the canteen but they're posh so it's the dining hall for supper <laughs> not the canteen <laughs> like it wasn't my school um, and then the bullies knock his mash and sausage off his tray <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah. not funny that it happened just funny the sentence yeah he knocked his mash and sausage well off. just wait till you hear what happens because then he picks up the mash and shoves <laughs> it in the bully's face yeah which, I'm sorry you deserved that <laughs> um, and so they chase him to the cricket pavilion and say that they're going to beat him up and so he has done his ritual to call up the spirit and he calls on the spirit of J.R.E. Ponsford and he appears and this is what he looks like he's holding a cricket bat He's dressed all in white, and his eyes are closed. He's cricketing Christ. I just think that's so scary. (laughs) And so Ponsford slowly walks towards the bullies, still with his eyes closed. I think that's really scary. Hmm. Somehow that's more scary than if he had, like, big staring eyes. And then he lifts up his cricket bat. Content warning. It's going to get violent for the next couple of seconds. He hits one of them on the head with the bat, knocks the other one down and hits him until his ear is smashed good and then he with the third boy he breaks his collarbone and then hits him in the head so i feel like they're all dead or very damaged 
The collarbone you can't just alone. Hit someone in the head with a fucking cricket bat. Yeah, they're very heavy, and the collarbone alone will fuck you. Yeah. Like, my uh, university boyfriend broke his collarbone, and just the entire left side of you is completely useless. Like, he couldn't even get his like clothes on. So like, this whole story is like sad, 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 sad. Fucking pow. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Um, obviously they think that Kieran did it somehow. Um, so they call Kieran's mum to come and collect him. He's in a lot of trouble, and he says that it was Ponsford, but Ponsford is dead. Mm. Obviously, we already know that. Yeah. It's weird, it's written like it's a big reveal, but you're like, yeah, obviously he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't think he was a real guy. The reveal is that the ghost is not, in fact, real. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe it is. Or they can't, just maybe can't see is. him. Um, so that's the end. And I hope he didn't get in too much trouble, because those boys were dickheads. I felt really sorry for his mom at the end. I know. It is quite sad, the whole thing. It is sad. I, people, I feel like, do you remember the other day we were talking about um, how with horror you need to think about what you're, who you're ask, who you asking the reader to relate to mm. and what you're saying is the source of horror and I feel like with this one I really like who you're being asked to relate to Yeah. because I suppose you could have written this story from the point of view of the horrible boys because they're the ones that experience the horror of the ghost coming towards them but then you wouldn't want to relate to them I think also it depends on like where you are in your life because I did a watch along with some friends of ours, uh, another podcaster, Alice Slater. Um, oh yeah, she does what page pod doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, with Bethany Rutter. Great. Um, and writer Julia Armfield, and we were watching Carrie. And I have seen that movie, you know, read the book and all this, um, but I was just really relating with the mother now. I suppose because oh. I'm older, even though she's awful. I was like, what's happened to Margaret White to make her be like this? And you get a little bit of her backstory. And then there's a heartbreaking bit where she is like out of control of Carrie and trying to stop her going to the prom. But she's like, they'll laugh at you. And there's like a heartbreaking moment where you see that she really wants to protect Carrie from all this, but her manner of doing it is just so fucked up. Mm. It, it was like more heartbreaking this time to watch it than ever before, I think. Wow, I haven't watched that for years. Maybe it would be different to watch it now. Yeah, it was really good. Wow. I do find now if I watch like any teen shows, I do connect more with the parents now. I'm watching it going like, can you not just do what they've fucking told you to do? Like, they've clearly <laughs> have told you that for a reason. Just fucking do it. Yeah. That's because I'm old. That's because we're old and 30s. doddery. <laughs> a lot closer in age to the parents. Yeah. Like, I look back at TV shows that I used to watch as a kid that I considered the protagonist to be really old. I remember watching Friends as a kid and being like, wow, they're so old and grown up. They were like 25. Oh my God, I remember thinking the other day that um, Uncle Phil out of fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is probably only like 42. <gasps> no. <laughs> oh, you're probably right though. Well, no, he did have Hillary who was grown up, wasn't she? Yeah, but might have had her young. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> Do you know, know. That there's a reboot of that coming? But it's like a drama reboot. No, it's don't do that. It's not going to be a comedy. It's going to be a gritty reboot. Don't do it. Stop I, hate, I do hate the things. phrase gritty reboot. Sometimes reboots are good. It depends how you deal with it. Like, if I think if it's just a remake, it's stupid. Name a good reboot. Hannibal. That was easy. I've not seen it, so... You would love it. It's super queer, super gory, super arty. It's basically like a wanky art film as a TV show. Was it already a TV show? No, I mean, it was a book and then it was a bunch of films. Oh, so it's a TV show made off. It's a TV show, which is a reboot, which could have been just like a cheap cash-in 
be like, whatever, we'll just use this Hannibal name and we'll get someone to act like Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. But they don't. They go a completely different direction with it. I think it's a really smart reboot. Well, I'm I agree. They're against mostly shit. But I think you would like that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, we're getting nicely off topic again. <laughs> <laughs> Is this story good, though? Yeah. I think it's good. I give it a four. I think it's emotional. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it really gets your emotions going. Yep. And it's scary at the end as well. I also um, like just the cricket aspect. Do you? Yeah. I thought you would hate that. No, my dad's big into cricket. I've I literally never seen cricket. On my school's cricket. I know. I don't understand how it works apart from you balance a little wobbly on some sticks. Yeah? Let's just yeah, leave that there. <laughs> that doesn't need any unpacking. That's just what it is. I am so good at sports. Wobbly on some sticks. <laughs> yep. Um, and I know that it's different because you don't have to get a ball through a shape like you do with most sports. You just smash it into a thing. Yeah. Probably why I like it. Maybe. Is it good, bad, though? Mm, no. It's just good. Yeah. It's not really trashy fun. No. It's just good. I'm going to give it a one for good, bad. Um, um, okay with that. And the one is just because it had drifters and crunchies. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me want a drifter and a crunchy. Um, tomorrow, we are back. We are doing The Buyers by David Belbin. Will no. it be about estate agents? It's Tune not far in. off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of these authors were trying to buy flats or houses yep. when they were writing these. Or sell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so join us tomorrow to talk about The Buyers by David Belbin. Um, we're hoping it won't rain. You know, every day is a gamble with the weather, isn't oh, it? God, yeah. But we'll wait and see how it is. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And if you want to support the podcast, um, you can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast and become a meatloaf. Yep. <laughs> we're not going to explain what that no, is. You just, just it, can become a meatloaf. It is what it is. See you tomorrow. Bye.